106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is when you get hooked up with a trip out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I almost said Las Vegas. That's Normally, we send you guys out to Vegas a lot. It's warm. It's west. Why wouldn't you want to be there? Absolutely. Joined by Fantone, as I always am. He'll be here when we pass out that trip to L.A. 9 a.m., you get your first keyword of the day. Now, uh, we are uh, little partners there with the, with the Canton Charge as well. And we have a four-pack of tickets. At 7.30 and a four-pack of tickets uh, for you at 8.30 as well. How are you this morning? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I'm glad you spoke about the Canton Charge right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, big fan. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm going right now. I uh, actually wasn't supposed to work today's game, and then I was supposed to, and then I wasn't yeah, supposed to. Yeah, there's been to. some stuff happening. And now I'm working today's game, so I'm very excited. 11 o'clock, Canton Charge. Oh, man, you got a high tail Yeah, I got to get out of here as soon as the show's over, but, you know, whatever. It's what I do anyway. I was going to say, not that much different from yesterday. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like I'm hanging out here too much, you know, but honestly, I'm really excited, dude. It, uh, it was kind of like late in the evening yesterday when I got the call. Of like, hey, dude, can you come do this for us? And I was like, bro, let me bust out the Kyrie's. Oh, man. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, bro, got, where'd you get those? Uh, the girlfriend got them for me for my birthday. Custom-made Kyrie Irving 2s. Um, and this is the first time I've worn them outside of the house today. Like, I didn't wear them outside, like, to drive in. Like, as soon as I got to work. You put them on? I put them on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good like, for you. Well, I mean, they're basketball they're too much shoes. Money. Number one, they're too much money. Number two, they're basketball shoes. People who buy basketball shoes and then like wear them out in the world, like this, the, the soles are made for like gym floors, not concrete. You know what I'm saying? Like your shoe's going to tear up. Your shoe's going to like quickly deteriorate. And people who buy Jordans and people who buy them and then just like wear them around, it's like, well, that's why your shoes are falling apart, bro, is because they're not designed for like, you know, day to day usage. Okay. <laughs> you mean to tell me? Now, I'm sure you're right, but in 2017, we don't have like the Asian polymer or whatever, where it's like, dude, I mean, they have hybrid motorcycles for Christ's well, sake. Like, I mean, we, don't, we don't have like. But they're designed, like when Nike made these shoes, they're designed as basketball shoes. Yeah, I guess my thing is like, there, there's not a product that's that can be designed both for the hardwood and for the tough streets of Ganton, Ohio. Um, I mean, if, 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 if that was Nike's priority to, they don't to make care. Them, No, because they, they want care. you to buy one next year. They want you to tear your shoes up. Right. They want you to wear your shoes out there like an idiot and then wait for two and a half hours in a line actually 50 bucks that is going to come into the program a little bit later because adidas is doing something with their shoes later that i honestly when i read it i couldn't believe that i was living in this era we'll we'll, we'll give you that story on adidas you know what that's not actually happened until about 9 30 i'm sorry for teasing that one that far out push but, it off uh, stick around all day idiots you gotta be here <laughs> All four we, hours. We got to be here. You got to be here. Well, you can also podcast at wrqk.com. Now, mm-hmm. now uh, some things that are up there for you. We posted some stuff up yesterday before we got out of here. Adam Pacman Jones from, from the Cincinnati Bengals got arrested, and he's letting it fly. I can't believe, I honestly, when you're watching the video, given some of the other things we've seen in the country, I can't believe he got to live. Like, I can't believe it. Like, given some of the other things we've seen in the country. I, at the very least, I can't believe that this didn't turn into a much bigger story. Right. Like, and I mean, I understand there's other things going on in the news right now. For sure, there's yeah, and, and there's, there, there's going to be a point of like, well, who cares what Pac-Man Jones said? He's an idiot. He's, They're not you playing know, right, right now. He's not part of the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. But right. at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, this is a very, uh, a very well-known dude within the sports world, sure. and 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 said some very awful things about about you know about police and was spitting in the car and just terrible. Uh, yeah, it was really yeah. really bad. I mean, he actually says to the one cop, "I hope you die tomorrow." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that you can't be saying. No, you shouldn't. So the video's up right now. You want to check that out. That's WRQK.com. Also, and I haven't actually seen this yet. Phantom put this up this morning, but I'm interested to get your take. Is apparently a free food pantry was being run out of a residential garage up in Michigan. Now, that's wildly against the law. Like, that's you're not allowed to do that. 
Um, you're not allowed to run a restaurant out of your house either. They're, they're, I mean, we have food laws and for very good reasons. And they shut this down. And I know what's going to happen. We're going to post this at the social media accounts. And people are going to go, oh, come on, you can't do that. Come on. They're just trying to do good. They're feeding people. And you have like... Inside, at, I mean, do you do with the field? You know, the food pantries here all the time. Right. You can't be running these things out of somebody's garage. No, it's. I mean, it's a really noble intention and like obviously helping. People, Hearts in the right place right. cannot be denied. Helping people is something that is needed. You know, at this point in life, more than ever, a lot of people think. But when it comes to food, food safety, and food, you know, inspectors, they exist for a reason, dude. If 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 somebody if somebody gets if there's an outbreak of salmonella because of you didn't handle your food properly, where you know, and you're handing it out for free and, and and there's no accountability there like there has to be a level of, of of responsibility on your end and the problem is is people think of foodborne you know illnesses like that like the first thing people think of the first thing people thought of when you said salmonella was chicken right that's the first thing right you can get that stuff from vegetables all kind oh, of stuff yeah. if it's not handled properly i i just don't think i'm not enough people know that kind of stuff well i mean cross-contamination exists in, within all foods i mean you know if yeah. you put if, if, if you no put good. if you put you know your burrito down on the on the on the counter and there was chicken there the night before any Anything that was there the night before, if you didn't clean it, and that's the whole thing is you don't have a standard of like. That's how those Clorox wipes became so popular. Right. right. Is because they claim to be able to get rid of all of that kind of thing. Now maybe this person was above and beyond the 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 cleanliness standards, and maybe this person was doing everything they possibly could do, you know, to prevent foodborne illness. But the the law exists for a reason, and you you, you know you kind of have to obey the law there. Like so that video is uh, is also available for you wrqk.com. Now, now, my food love has been well documented, and uh, and you know I go up and down, I go up and down, I go up and down. Well, the last couple of days I've been I've been pretty down low in the valley, pretty down low in the valley. Yeah, you've kind of been mentioning to me recently that it's just like, oh, I hate this, and I hate this, and I, hate I this. don't care. And I'm like, dude, it's January 25th. Like I thought, I thought we I thought we were right in the ship. Nah, no, dude, right. I don't think the ship can be righted. Like I think honestly, like I really, I'm starting to think that. Like dude, you're. 40 like if you didn't do it by now yeah. you're not doing it yeah. like you're not doing it like it's so there's part of me that's just like hands up don't care <laughs> you know what i mean and like you know ready to go so i went to the driving range yesterday i went to skyland pines and mm-hmm. uh, you know it was a little nice out yesterday but they also have some heated boxes in there so i went and hit some golf balls after the program like i'm known to do right. right and it was not good it just wasn't good wasn't bad wasn't like oh my god i need to sell these clubs or whatever but it just wasn't good and I've been known to, um, well, to to eat happiness into my system. <laughs> I've been known to do that. Yeah, Sansbury is big in the in the emotional eating. Whether something really good or something really bad happens, he's going to go to like be just. I lurch. level out yeah. with carbs. I just do. And it's you know, and me like everybody else, it's an emotional issue. I'm sure somewhere along the line, and it just needs to be yanked out of me by a therapist. But instead, burritos are going to do it right okay. now. And so, if you know where Skyland is, it's you know it's up by that, uh, it's right by that Taco Bell up there, and <sighs> golf course right next to a Taco Bell. That is bad not news. far from it. Yeah, <laughs> that is bad news for for Stan's uh, Or it's like I did the infrastructure planning. Maybe 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 that's what happened. But they have those new Order Envy tacos. Right. I have Order Envy. They'll put a pin in that because there's actually two, not one, but two food stories from yesterday. So. I'm supposed to be after the golf course meeting a woman and like having like, you know, not lunch, but like, yeah, we're going to get together, have something to eat. And then I like hang out or whatever. And I was like, what do you want? I was like, this is where I am. What do you want? And she's like, oh my God, 
Taco Bell is right there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is right here. Well, Taco Bell's right everywhere. Right. Everywhere you look, there it is. Look at another Taco Bell. Hey, there's another Taco Bell. And I was like, is that what you want? And she was like, yeah. She's like, let's get those new Order Envy tacos. And I was like, okay. So I go in there, and one of them's already discontinued. Okay? Jeez. One of them's already discontinued. Still running commercials for it? Yeah. You've already got one of them discontinued? One of the three's already done. Right? Strange. So I get like the cool habanero ones. Delicious. Right. Sounds good. I get the like the nacho cheese ones. Those ones are good, but the, the but the cool habanero ones are where they're at. So long story short, I order food for not only me but for her. So this is an ungodly amount of food, right? Like myself alone, it would be like, geez, thirteen dollars or whatever. And then like, so you add another person on top right. of it. We're dropping a twenty here, okay? Easily, okay. So Jesus, twenty dollars worth of Taco Bell—that's a lot, man. That's she lot. says to me while I'm in line, check the bag. I know you're one of these people that doesn't like to do it and doesn't like to get into the face of like fast food people and like demand things to be right. She's like, I know you don't like to do it. She's like, but please, I'm having the worst day ever. She was like, will you please just make sure it's right? And I was like, yeah, of course I will. You know, of course, geez, what are you yelling at me for? And so sure enough, I go and I meet her and we open the bag and like everything she wanted isn't in there. I'm, I'm assuming everything that the person behind me in line ordered. And I know what you guys are thinking. This is not going to you don't deserve $15 an hour. It's not. Okay. So she loses her mind. Jeez. Like she's now just, you know how sometimes, dude, you're human and you just had like a rough week and it just comes out. And like all of a sudden, one little thing is the straw that broke the camel's back and you've just become unhinged. And so she's just letting it fly. And she's not necessarily verbally attacking me, but she definitely wants me to know she's unhappy with my performance, which I think, honestly, at this point, is probably going to stop me from committing the next performance that I was hoping to, to have. Yeah. I could care less about buying you food. I wanted to have the sex. Yeah, I mean, I guess Taco Bell can be a C block, you know, but it, now, so you obviously did not check the bag when she no, no, told no, no. you, Stansberry, check the bag. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. I'll do it. Okay. And then I get to her, and then, of course, like the, like, the things she wants aren't in there. All the things you you want in there all Stansberry food. Well, they kind of screwed up my order too, but I couldn't get up on my hill about it because she was like, okay. you know, this is my fault and whatever. Okay. Okay. So she grabs the receipt and she was like, they even asked you to take this survey when you were buying it, didn't they? And I was like, yeah. And she just starts flying off the handle. So Taco Bell, I want to apologize because because of her frustration, I vented my frustration at you online on Twitter. And you know what? I I shouldn't do that. I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't be calling out companies like that. I shouldn't do that. Why? Um, they messed up. They messed up. I think, honestly, I, I think for if most people do it, it's innocuous or whatever. Given my position at the radio station, I should probably stay okay. away from calling okay. out brands. Okay. I should probably stay away from doing stuff like that. And honestly, I would just kind of like to not be that person. <laughs> I'd like to be less angry. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, if you're coming at Taco Bell, like screaming at them online. All and being I said, like, I was like, do you, do you still, are, are you still going to beg me to take this survey the way you did? Yeah, I read, I read the tweet yesterday and I felt like that was very inbounds of like, that's totally what you should do. If you don't express your distaste for something. How are they going to know they're screwing they up? Exactly. Because corporate does want to know when right. they're, when, when they're places. I mean, that's why undercover boss is a thing. Right. And, and, and honestly, that probably would be. <laughs> 
the time to take that survey. Taco Bell should have hit you back and said, yes, please take that survey so we're aware of the issue. That would have been the correct answer on their end. Um, and like that's 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 the way it's supposed to work. Now, on the flip side of that, I do think people, if you're going to be that guy, if you're going to be, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna tweet at Taco Bell. When they Bell, do it right, you got to get yeah, them back. Yeah, when something's delicious, when you're like, damn, this habanero taco thing is great, let them know. I tweeted at McDonald's the other day, and I was just like, hey, the girl that was working at the McDonald's on, uh, on Frank was so pleasant. She was so nice. It was such a good interaction. And that was it. And I didn't expect like, hey, here's any money or anything. But I was like, well, it'll this, happen though well, sometimes. But it'll, it, at least that gives me like a balance to like, hey, McDonald's, you effed up my filet of fish. So as like this woman's like melting down in front of me, I like got a view into what it's like when I'm dissatisfied <laughs> with the food, like when things go wrong. Okay. So a little and, bit of yourself there. And so luckily... Like a lot of the times, like when I get into an art, when when a woman's acting like that, like I'll get defensive and then I'll return in kind. And now, now we're just off at the races. Now we're just screaming, All right? And so yesterday I handled it completely differently. I sat there and before I like started to scream back, I was like, "This is Taco Bell. This isn't a big deal. This isn't a big deal." No. And so I just I was like, "Handle. Let's see how this works instead." So I just said, I just calmly said. I was like, hey. And she just like stops. She's I was like, hey, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And she stops. And you can see the transformation on her face. Like, oh my God, I've become a total psycho about nothing. And I and so and what I didn't want to do is because this is what guys do, right? And this is why you get in trouble. And I stayed away from this line, and I've never been more proud of myself in my life. What are you on your period? <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> let me just tell you, <laughs> insinuating that a woman can only be mad while she's on her period is literally, I think, their least favorite thing. I, premature they ejac- about it, I think. <laughs> pre- yeah, <laughs> premature ejaculators and like and thinking they can only be angry about their period, I think, are two are you know you know top of the pops for women's anger issues there. So yeah, like I could just like calmly diffuse the situation. I was so proud of myself. Good job. Steve. You know, it's very I mean? moment I, of maturity. I think it's because I actually had a couple of bites of the food and I was able to like think clearly. <laughs> so then on top of that, this one's real quick, two food stories. Okay. So Sunday night we went to the WWE and Fantone and I uh, were at dinner together and there was a couple other people with us and Fantone ordered something at TD's that looked so good. It was the Godfather burger. <laughs> was good. And I needed dinner last night so after a half a sack of Taco Bell, I was like, yeah, let's go get a burger from TD's. That Jeez. sounds like the right thing to do. So yeah, dude, I think there was like six tacos yesterday for lunch and then I had the Godfather burger for dinner for TD's and uh, I had chest pains for dessert last <laughs> night. <laughs> It's the big one, Elizabeth. The big one. All right. Deshaun Watson is skipping the Senior Bowl, and I think that this is going to become a trend. I'll tell you why next on the Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. 7.30 will get you hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. That's this Saturday, 7 p.m. And then 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. 645, uh, apparently uh, uh, many members of the 20 million feel like I need to settle down, I need to relax, I need to cool down, and just enjoy more things. Apparently I'm too uptight, and I need to enjoy more things. We'll examine that around 645 this morning. Uh, You've been hearing a little bit about Deshaun Watson. He is the quarterback from Clemson who uh, just won a national championship, just beat Alabama. Uh, Was in the national championship back-to-back, that game back-to-back years, lost the first time around. One uh, just about a month ago, not even. And 
He's widely regarded as one of the better of the quarterbacks that's coming out in the draft uh, this year, and I would have to agree, uh, just given the body of work. I think it's 36 games he's played in college. I think he's 34-2 and two while being there. That's pretty good. That's a decent amount of work. Um, you're only going to know so much about a, you know guys before they enter the draft. There's only so right. many games that they're going to play. So, um, and I heard this yesterday, and I thought it was actually really smart. They're like, you know, people are afraid to take Deshaun Watson after seeing 36 games in your sport, Fantone, the NBA. Those guys sometimes pick these kids right out of high school or with like 30 games on tape from college basketball. They know very little, a lot less than what the NFL knows about a guy. Uh, you know, you think about LeBron, who came right out of high school, but even Kyrie, who came out of Duke, he got hurt his freshman year. It was so. like eight games, right? I was going to say under 10. So it was like eight, eight games, eight, I think. Eight, eight, sure. But I mean, it was a very, very small percentage. I think it was eight games. Yeah. So he did not play much. And obviously, he turned into a so pretty decent So the gamble there, now the ceiling on Kyrie was very high, but the gamble was pretty high as well. And so Deshaun Watson, a lot of people are knocking him for not playing in the Senior Bowl. Now, the Browns coaching staff is coaching the one side of the Senior Bowl. And so there's two schools of thought here. You know, you're going to ruin your draft stock if you don't play in the Senior Bowl. You're going to ruin it. Because for years and years and years, if you didn't look dedicated, that was part of the interview process. Now, I maintain, I think it's probably better off to play in it than not. Overall, for most guys, I know that certain amount of talent kind of makes you exempt from certain things. Again, put a pin in that. We're going to hit over that over the head a couple of times this morning on the, uh, you know, on the program. But... So I understand that, and I think maybe Deshaun Watson probably does fit that bill. You just won a national championship. Now, Hugh Jackson has come out and said he's not going to hold it against him. I think you're going to see this more and more and more. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. But Dabo Sweeney is the head coach of Clemson football. Now, again, just won a national championship with Deshaun Watson. So you got to keep that in mind when you're reading what his quotes are. It's A lot of it's emotion. Right. As he said, if the Browns pass on Deshaun Watson, listen to this quote. This is this is amazing. They're passing on Michael Jordan. Now, I think that the message is there that if you pass on Deshaun Watson, you're passing on a good player. But again, I think you got to temper Dabo Sweeney's comments with the fact that he's shining a national championship trophy that nobody, nobody in the country thought he could win. Everybody thought Alabama was going to roll. Everybody did. And if there's anybody that's going to believe in Deshaun Watson, it's obviously going to be Dabo. Uh, Right. That being said, just winning a national championship. I mean, isn't he going to be like, well, if anybody knows, it's me. Like you can, you can, you know. Well, what you could say in support of Dabo is this: is that there are plenty of ways to support a guy who's leaving your program and entering the NFL draft without. And still get that message across without comparing him to Michael Jordan. Like, you could do that. Yeah, even if he would have said, you're, you're, you know... Hands down the best NFL quarterback in the draft. In the draft. Or even if he said, you're, you're going to be passing on one of the great quarterbacks of all time, that's still one hell of a, a, a tall order, but it's it's not saying he's Jordan. You know I mean, what I mean? Like, Jordan is... That's saying the greatest. I was going to say, we, when, just, we just had two future Hall of Famers in the AFC Championship game. To, to even say that is like the future great would be, a, would be a large statement. Now, we can talk about, well, is Jordan better? Is LeBron better? Is Magic better? Is Kareem better? But when you say... When you say, when you compare him to Jordan, you're trying to call him the greatest of all time. Right. And that's one hell of a of, 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 a, of, an, of an expectation bomb to put on somebody. Now, Hugh says he's not going to hold it against him. 
Now, a lot of people feel like this is Deshaun Watson basically saying to the Browns and the NFL, I don't want to play there. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there now in the national media that think that this is a good idea for athletes to start steering themselves where they want to go. Okay? From the athlete's perspective, of course, that's a good idea. For sure. Yeah. For, for the city, it's a terrible thing. But for the athlete himself, personally, it's the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah. This is going to start happening more and more and more. And I'm going to tell you why. The all these leagues are copycat leagues, all of them. I think you are going to start to see guys, and as much as I hate Steph Curry, I think you are going to start to see guys look at the new Steph Curry model of how to be a professional athlete and say, you know what, this stuff that used to matter doesn't. It doesn't matter. What matters is winning. That's what makes you great. You can be an all-time transformative, te- like, okay, like, I know Dan Marino is still considered to be one of the greatest throwers of the football of all time. But if you were starting a team today, you're taking a Super Bowl champion over Dan Marino. You're taking Elway over Marino. There's something about the panache of the championship that just moves you up the ladder a little bit. Marino's yeah. a great. He's a Hall of Famer, for sure. There's no doubt. But but that's it shouldn't be the be-all, end-all. In the I sense know of, that. I'm taking Marino over Joe Flacco. I agree. Okay. All right. Right. Okay, that's fair. Right. That is fair. So so you do got to weigh a few things into it. I think if you think about how college qu- uh, quarterbacks get drafted, you win a national championship, what happens? You go to the bottom of the barrel. You go to the bottom of the barrel. I think what you're going to start to see is these younger millennial kids, and I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm saying there might be something to this. If you're Deshaun Watson, aren't you going, dude, Dak Prescott is the, is the, the first-string quarterback of – the most popular franchise in the NFL and was a fourth round pick. Like, and he wasn't talked about the way I was. If I skip the senior bowl, if I don't do this and I slip and I don't go top 15, do I lose money? Yeah, but I probably go to a better system. I probably go to better coaches. I go to more stability. I go to a better owner. Like, I think you might start start to see these kids start to think long term versus I'm getting paid first round, bitch. I think you might see it. Yeah, I mean, that's where you, you really have to look at it is that Dak Prescott is going to be ha- is going to be able to have a considerably longer career with more Huge offensive and, line. You know, he's got Ezekiel oh, Elliott. He's got a bunch of stuff working in his no, favor. It's no guarantee that you're going to end up on the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like you could end up on a not equally crappy team as the Browns because there is no equally as crappy team as the Browns. But, Make the argument 49ers right now, but I take your point. Right. Yeah, but I, take I mean, your point. you could you could end up in a basement dweller as well right. instead of on the Cowboys. So I, I agree with you 100 percent that these people are that these athletes are certainly going to start doing that, and I think you've we, we've seen it. Why more would more you recently. continue to work hard? to go someplace where where you can't get turned around. I, just, I mean, think about how terrifying of a prospect that is to be drafted at number one for, as the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Think about, how, like, dude, you honestly, you see your career flash before your eyes. You have to be like, oh my God, this is what's going to be the thing that drives me out of the league. This is what's going to end the potential that I had. I'll equate it to this position, okay? This radio station was doing well before they hired us. Anyway. They were all right. All right. The ratings were all right. all right. What it didn't have was recognizability. It didn't have that. Nobody cared about it. It was listened to, but nobody. There, there was people weren't talking about it at work. They weren't. It, there wasn't a sense of urgency to come over and listen to Rock 106.9. There just wasn't. You had to bring some attention to it, and we were that attention. All right. Now, if the carrot for me 
to do my job well was to go to move down 300 market sizes when I won. Right? Am I gonna go, am I gonna spend as much time putting together a good program every day the way I do now? Of course not. If the carrot is, hey buddy, you're gonna be in a worse situation than you are right now, then why would I bust my ass to get there? Yeah, you're going from winning the national championship to playing on the Cleveland Browns. It's so the opposite of what you just did. The exact I'm telling you. Opposite. And dude, look, I bag on millennials a lot, Jeez. but what we have seen with them is they're willing to adapt. They're willing to look at things and say, you know what? That's not okay. And and I bitch about Twitter all the time. We've turned this into championships or nothing, and you've done that. You've done it. That wasn't the media. It wasn't the athlete. It wasn't the coaches. You did it. You turned it into championships or nothing. And so if you're the, one of these new athletes, aren't you going to go, bro, I need to win championships. Right. And if I go in the second round, I'm going to the New Orleans Saints. And Drew Brees is 40. And so I'm eventually going to get up there and I'm going to get to play for a team that's pretty damn good or close enough. And I'm not going to be on a team that was 0-14 or whatever the hell it was, 1-15 or whatever the hell it was. And like, I mean, you're going to see this more right, and more right. and more. And I, who can blame them? Who and I said this, I, right. And I said it yesterday on the program. Dude, the sports world has flipped upside down since I've been alive. If you would have done this while I was growing up, it would have been you're not dedicated. You don't care about the sport. You don't do all this. Which, by the way, not dedicated, not to the sport. You see what Hugh Jackson had to say about Jamie Collins yesterday? What did he say? He said, oh, yeah, you know, about signing Jamie Collins. They right. made him like, the, I, I think, the highest Four paid years, right? you know, linebacker or whatever in the league. Right? And, uh, you know, he had been thrown out of the New England locker room and sent here. He got traded here. And uh, Hugh Jackson called him all in. And I was like, bro, didn't he tell Bill Belichick he doesn't like to watch football and he'd rather play video games and that's why he got thrown out of there? Oh, 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 here's this. New England's defense, since he left, got better. They got tighter. They got tighter. Now, I'm a Hugh guy, but I trust Bill more. I do. I trust Bill more. All right. Turns out a lot of the 20 million feel like I'm too serious. I take things too seriously, too literally, and I got to cool it down. Our radio station did something yesterday online digitally. I want to examine it. I feel like I keep seeing people pass this around as if it's intelligence, and it's not. And I'll give you that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. Ray wants to know, what was the name of yesterday's local New Turd Tuesday song? The artist itself, his it was a rapper here locally named Undisputed. Yep. And uh, it was actually sent to us by a guitar player from a b- band called Last Chance Serenade, who hit me up like four times yesterday. I was like, bro, thank you very much. I was very easy. Like, I, we found your critiques to be informative and helpful. And we both kind of sat down and were like, yes, absolutely. All that makes sense. He was very, very appreciative of that. So, Ray, that's how you grab that. It's a local rapper by the name of Undisputed. The song was called Weighing Me Down. That's it. And I actually, uh, uh, Undisputed actually hit me up yesterday and was like, bro, appreciate it. Thank you so Oh, good. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All good there. Good. So, Ray, that's uh, Undisputed is the name of the artist there. Weigh Me Down is uh, the name of the track. Yeah. I feel like we need, like, an official show rapper. You know what I mean? Undisputed, maybe. I don't know. We're going to have to see who else. We're going to have to see who else is out in the canton scene. What are we going to do? Just just, just going to leapfrog daytime? Oh, yeah. Daytime's up there, too. We might need to have, like, a rap battle, dude. You know, we might need to have a rap battle. Well, what like. we need is New Tour Tuesday Fest. And ah. the guy who owns the venue that wants to do it, totally down. Huh? Also told me, bro, I can get the beer companies. 
Like literally, you don't have to do anything. Just no, show up. Just be here. He's like, I will handle the rest it. of it. <laughs> right. Right. I'll give you guys waffles. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Which, by the way, do you know why he's out there asking people where the best wings in Canton are? Is Mike about to open wings? Is that about to happen? Because he keeps asking people online, like, where do you go to get wings? And I was like, oh, oh dude, are you? Because the first thing I said to Phantom when I got here, first thing I said, we both live downtown. And I said to him, I was like, dude, where can I go on Sunday morning and the birthplace of football to watch the NFL drink Bud Light and eat chicken wings? The answer was no place. And I was like, what? Like that's abs- dude in the in the birthplace of the NFL in the mouth of the city. There's no place to do that. That seems crazy. Um, I, I called my brother right away. I was like, dude, it might be time to buy a bar here. I would, I would, I would, I would definitely say there's a uh, a pretty good venue for a wings joint or a sports bar type right thing corner. downtown right there. Yeah, right there. There was one in there. Second and uh, second in Cleveland, right there would be perfect. It's the same place I tell hotheads to go. But dude, oh. I don't know. Mike's always looking for new things to do. Maybe maybe he is gonna open up a wings joint or maybe I don't know. Just, maybe maybe he's maybe just he's curious. Just like, hey, I want some right. wings. I don't know. But. I'm, but I'm forcing them into giving me wings downtown. That's what I want. And if we are going to do a quick, hey, best wings in Stark County, uh, Harmon's, right? Delicious. Always good. Every time I go to Harmon's, man, delicious. They're delicious. They yeah. are. And I said, so my answer to him was this. And I obviously haven't had wings every place in Stark County, right. so forgive me. But my two go-to places, if I'm going to get wings, is Harmon's, very close to the house, so, so I like that one. But Rooster's is damn good. Yeah, Rooster's, Rooster's is, is good. damn good. There's something about the crispiness of their yeah. wings that I just can't get enough of. Yeah. Rooster's damn good there. All right, so this was being passed around yesterday, and apparently I take things way too seriously, and people got all upset with me, telling me I need to cool out. Okay. Right? So I saw this meme yesterday. Obama's 2009 crowd, Trump's 2017 crowd, Metallica's crowd, as to insinuate that Metallica's bigger than both the presidents at the time. At the, uh, what show was that, that Moscow show? Was like when Moscow, there was, yeah. I mean, what was there, like 5 million people there? Wasn't it something just, Which, just insane? By the way, we all know Putin's behind that meme. Uh, Putin's behind the I meme. I didn't even think about that. You're totally right, dude. <laughs> Putin is behind the meme. Oh, for sure. So so I went online yesterday, and I, I, I want to read it verbatim, I, I, because I felt like I made good points, right? Because of course I did. And I said, so I've seen the funny meme of President Obama's crowd side by side with President Trump's crowd, and underneath, notice how I was able to call both those guys by president and their last name? Not my president! Notice how I was able to show both those guys the respect of the office? Notice how I was able to do that while giving out my political opinion? That I, I would like to see more of that. So... I said here, I noticed you know, the crowd size next to Metallica's crowd. It's cute. I totally get it. My station is one of many that posted it. But when you think about it, for all of you that are terrified of Trump or head-scratching as to how we ended up with him, that is one reason as to why. I'm not preaching. I'm as guilty as anyone. But our priorities are out of whack. Uh, this is not a pro or an anti-Trump thing. It's just an examination inside at a, of us by me. So the point you're trying to make is that us being more consumed with pop the culture and music and things like that. apathy in this country is why we have what we have. And bitching about it and saying I'm right and you're wrong does not erase the apathy. Now, I know it sounds like I'm being hypocritical here as I tell people don't march on Washington, but then don't be apathetic. Right. I believe there's a middle ground. I do. 
Now, I would prefer you to be more politically engaged if you're going to talk about this stuff than less. So if you're mar- marching for what you believe in, I can maybe see it. I just sometimes get a little too upset with the marches because I feel like what happens is you got a bunch of people who are really dedicated to the cause, and then you get a bunch of other people who just want to walk around for the cool thing to do today. And those people sometimes, my anger for those people will overshadow the good that's being done. I, that will happen with me sometimes. I will admit it. But guys... If the fact that you're celebrating the fact that a rock band can draw more attention to the person who decides things that, that apparently are so goddamn important for you is a little why we're here. It's a little why we're here. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, your point is certainly made and it's certainly valid in the sense of at the end of the day, we can all act like we're very concerned about who the president is and but what will go on in his pockets, but we're not. And, and, and by the time, you know, the 2018 election rolls around, all of us are going to be back in that world of like, who cares? I don't care about politics. I don't watch the news. I'm not interested in this. And you're right. And But once presidential politics come up, we all get on our, our high horse and pretend like we care when at the end of the day, you could put both the Trump. Trump inauguration and the Obama together, and it still doesn't equal a Metallica concert. Right. Right. Okay. Now, I know people are going to say, you know, the Beatles would have drawn a crowd when, when, when Kennedy was alive. Right. I would make the argument that Kennedy got more popular after. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, wasn't there. Now I know people loved him. I, I don't know what point. I don't know what point rock stars became bigger rock stars than politicians. But I don't know if anybody was outdrawing Abraham Lincoln. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But it, it, we're, we're apples. And My point there. is, every year people come become less and less engaged, less and less interested, less and you know. And, and and but but now we have this tool where everybody can claim that they are, and that's part of my problem. And again, I want to go back to notice how on my post I can refer to them both as president. And then the name. I can keep the respect of the office while passing out my opinion. I would just like to see more of that. And I understand there's a lot of you, and myself included, that feel like the bitching about people bitching is almost as bad as the bitching. I understand that too. Oh my God, the snow posts. I know, right? I know. But I saw that pass around yesterday, and everybody was like, gee, being so cheeky with it. And I was like, guys, if this election is as serious as you say it is, as serious as you claim it is, this isn't the way. This isn't the way. That's it. All right. Uh, so the ultimate scumbag was arrested yesterday. We'll give you that story next on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game's this Saturday, 7 p.m. Phantom will be your in-arena host for that. Get you hooked up. He's also working the, that, that game today at 11 a.m. Yeah. So excited about it. He's got his Kyrie 2s on. Yeah. Apparently, the girlfriend bought him uh, some Kyrie 2s for the birthday there. Yeah, she uh, she really overdid it this year. I was I, When I opened them up, I was just like, oh, my God. Nice. They're custom-made, like, championship editions. Nice. Yesterday, while uh, live on the program... We were in the middle of talking about something, and then I actually stumbled across a Facebook live feed from Channel 3. And it kind of took me by surprise a little bit there, and I was like kind of jarred there as I had found out that an officer had been struck and killed in a hit-skip situation. And at that point, we didn't know the, the name or even the sex of the officer or what kind of car. We didn't know any of that Like w- when we were on the air. And then as the morning went on, you found out it was a white Toyota Camry, and uh, we found out it was a male officer. Uh, I believe David Fahey is his name. And, uh, you know, we said yesterday that the thoughts of the Sansbury show and with, uh, of the radio station are with his family, and of course that they are. And so the massive manhunt went underway, and they found the guy. 
And they say it was about 31st Street in Lorraine, I believe, is where they, uh, yeah, 31st Street in Lorraine. They were searching for the driver of what was uh, called a white Toyota Camry that struck Officer David Fahey as he assisted the scene of a crash on Tuesday morning. This was like really early morning. I think it was like 6 a.m. Um, and, you know, he was helping on somebody on the side of the road and this guy hit him and then just kept going. Um, Lorraine police took the suspect later identified to us as 44 year old Israel Alvarez and they took him into custody and they actually brought officer David Fahey's handcuffs to the scene and handcuffed him with his service handcuffs. Um, that's, that's a gesture you will see done by cops a lot. And, and I understand it. I get that brotherhood of that and wanting to see that done. And, um, and, and not that there's any way to put a bow on it or make it better, but I, I, but I understand the symbolism behind wanting to do that. What I don't get and what I will never understand is, and I always say this, and you, you'll hear this in the NFL all the time, the cover ups worse than what you did. And normally that's true in all facets of life. If you hit something while driving, stop. If you run, it's going to be way worse. Now, I'm not telling you you're going to get off if you stop, all right? Or they're, they're going to go, okay, well, you did the right thing, so no charge. That's not what I'm saying. But if you run, they will. Uh, they are going to make sure, especially if a cop was involved, they are going to make sure you receive the maximum punishment allowed by law. I would imagine that that's going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, you're going from what was an accident into what is like malicious to an extent. And I'm not saying this guy intentionally hit this cop. You changed it from what, accident to to, 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 to right, something else. To, to at the very least, you're trying to get away with it. And it's like, I just don't, I mean, I understand the moment of panic. I can, I can Oh my God, what did I just do? I can completely yes. sympathize and like see how how that is but if you got to take a moment to like you know say to yourself i have to deal with this this is real the judge is going to say to you you showed no concern for human life and so why am i going to show concern for yours that's going to be the mentality whether he says it out loud or not that will be the mentality now here's the other thing they found the guy in the rain like i said 31st street and they were able to find him they were driving up and down the neighborhoods, and he parked the car in the driveway. Like, he didn't even put it in a garage. Wow. And he went, I don't know if he went home, because they say it's an undescript house, so they weren't, the article I'm reading at Channel 3 does not claim it was his home, so I don't know if he went home, but he obviously went to a place he was comfortable and knew, and, I mean, they arrested him, and I'm, you know, I'm not poking fun, but, I mean, dude, he's wearing pajama pants and a t-shirt and, uh, you know, all this stuff. It's like, dude, if you're on the run, like, if you hit, now, I would assume he knew it was a cop because it's not like the cop car was on the side of the road, right? Like right. He had to have kind of been able to put one of the two things together there. So if you're on the run from that moment, then, bro, you're on the run. You don't go home. And if you do, whatever, dude, the cops are going to look at your house. They're going to look at your girlfriend's house. They're going to look at your previous address. And whatever you do, not like I want people to get away with crimes, but you park the car in the <laughs> I mean, like, that's just not smart. It's just not it's just not enough effort. Well, maybe I mean, he had to have known that this you're right was a cop. Even if he didn't know in that minute, he found out through media, through the news that, oh, my God, that was a cop that I had. And, oh, my God, this is what's happening. Maybe he knew he was so effed at this point. He was just like, screw it. I'm throwing on some pajama pants. I'm watching TV. You know what I mean? Like, I know they're coming to get me. And with like the car, I mean, really? Think? With, with the car, because if he would have parked the car somewhere else if he was trying to get away with it. Nobody's that stupid, because let's be real. 
you hit a human being with that car, you're going 70 miles per hour on 77, right? A million cameras everywhere these and, days, and right? Dude, you can see the damage on that car. You hit it. You, you hit anything they going said 70 that, miles per hour. Well, the cop said was the, the car was mangled in the of driveway. Course. That's the word they use. Mangled. Of course. So I think he. There was a little bit of him that was just like, I'm, I'm effed. I know I'm caught. I'm, I'm going home and I'm watching TV until so they come bust me. This was his version of just driving to the police station, turning himself in. Uh, the most passive way he could do it. The most like, screw it. I'm not. Uh, you know. And dude, turn yourself in. How did you not turn yourself in? How did you let to, let it get to that? Sometimes I just misunderstand the mind of a criminal. Like sometimes I just like I just don't see things the way they would because every day my my life is spent on don't go to prison. Right. Like don't like do don't do things that are going to get you sent to jail. So like I don't understand this, but I uh, and again, if you harm a cop, all you were doing, all you will ever do doing that is mobilize an entire community, let alone the police force, to search and hunt for you and get you turned in. Nobody's ever going to hide you. That's not going to happen. Like that's one of those things that unifies people. It's like, okay, go get that bastard. So that was, you know, the the best possible result in ending to that story. Um, nothing will bring uh, you know Officer Fahey back, obviously, but that's the best possible conclusion to that story. I saw him getting arrested yesterday, and yeah, I saw him being yanked out of the house. Dude, one of the cops that was like escorting him out of the house had this huge gun. I don't know what kind of gun it is. I'm not a gun dude, but like had this huge gun and had it like out and like pointed. And I was just very like, whoa, whoa. I don't know. Oh, what. I must have missed that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the picture, but it was just very Yeah, like, let me see that. I want to see that. It, it was very, you know, but I guess when you're dealing with somebody who hit a cop with a car, I mean, you, you don't know what that person's capable of, right? I mean, that person is, you know, obviously has no regard for human life. So maybe, yeah. maybe you have to take circumstance. You know, yeah, I mean, well, here's like the thing. That. You've shown that you don't right. care what happens to right. a cop. So when they roll up to the house, I would all be geared up. Absolutely. You have no idea what the mentality of that person is. He could have been like, you know what? They're going to come here. Let's have a shoot. You don't know. So, yeah, I, I do get SWAT out there. Get all geared up. Roll hard. Kick the door open. Do whatever you got to do. Just make sure everybody comes home alive. So CPD, nice job, uh, you know, tracking that whole thing down, and, you know, and, and getting that guy arrested. That is, like I said, there's no real great conclusion, but that's the best possible one that could happen. We do have a four pack of tickets for the ch- uh, for the can charge. That's this Saturday. You'll have them next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online wrqk.com. You missed the show yesterday. Missed new uh, new tour Tuesday. Podcast it right there wrqk.com in the Sandsbury Show section. If you're sick of paying bank fees like I was, switch your banking institution. Go with an all-local alternative. CSE Federal Credit Union. Been all-local since they started. Not going to change anytime soon. Hit them up online, cscfcu.com. You can find a very, very competitive rate on a home or auto loan. Looking to refinance your house, cscfcu.com. People are always talking about like, oh, you got to support small business, and you know, you you you, you buy something from a true, small business owner, and it goes directly back into your community. Dude, think about how much of an impact you can make if you banked small, if you banked within your own community, if you banked locally. That makes a huge difference. CSE, obviously, one of the big players in the uh, in the Stark County area, and no better place to uh, to have looking after your money. Damn right. I've uh, been with them since I'm moving down here, and I absolutely love them. CSEFCU.com. I'm going to give you a little recommendation here on a movie. Uh, I, I do this every once in a while. Okay. Uh, if, if you're thinking about heading to the theater, Hidden Figures is fantastic. Okay. If you don't know, it's about the African-American women who were actually behind the math oh, yeah. of NASA and oh, yeah. you're putting the, you know, a man into space. I don't, oh, I, I don't 
actually know how to pronounce her name. I don't think properly. Is it Taraji P. Henson? Yeah. Am I close? Close. Okay, she was, she's on Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I love her. My love for her knows no bounds. And it actually goes all the way back to smoking aces when nobody knew who she was. She was one of oh, like yeah. she was one of like the um snipers and smoking aces. She ran around with Alicia Keys. They were like a couple, I believe, okay, in that movie. Okay, they were like okay, the hot okay. lesbian yeah, snipers. Yeah, yeah. And uh she's I I've just I love I love everything she's done. I love except for I don't love her enough to watch Empire. I see the uh, people I, now. Look, it does gangbuster numbers. Empire does it does huge numbers. But I see the previews for it. And I'm like mm, I'm out on that. But Hidden Figures was really really good. And I got to tell you, as we're and again, I was going to try to stay away from the politic thing today because I was a little inundated with it yesterday. No way. But. Can I be honest with you? Sure, when I see things in movies, sometimes it makes me angry. Like, like, and I feel like this is this is probably how <laughs> white people say I'm a good person. But like, when I see like, all right, so she shows up and then she gets a little promotion in NASA, right? Okay, and then the next day, like she goes, she goes up to the coffee machine, she presses the thing, now she gets coffee, and the entire room like stares at her. Right? Right. And so the next day, she goes up to the coffee table, and now there's another pot that says colored on it. Mm. And when I see colored restrooms or colored, like, uh, what was it? Uh, water fountains was like the big one in bathrooms. Honestly, when I see that in movies, it makes me angry. It makes well, me angry when I see that. We all have this, like, we all have this uh, revisionist history in our mind of like, oh, the civil rights era it was so long ago, and it's like, dude, the 1960s were like 50 years ago. We no. all we all have this idea that this is like, oh, dude, it was during the Civil War. No, it was, oh, it was during the Civil you, War. Once, you know, once once the Emancipa- <laughs> Emancipation Proclamation was dropped, we started treating black people great. Obama got we, voted <laughs> in the next day. Right, right, Lincoln then Obama. I like, no, because and you're making a lot of good points because where I learned about the civil rights movement, it wasn't TV. It wasn't newspapers. It wasn't encyclopedias. It wasn't social culture or anything like that. It was my dad sitting me down and saying to me, I was there. Right. Your mother and I were there showing me photos of, honestly, of protests of him and my mother there fighting for what was right. It's so funny. I think, you know, it was a week ago, Monday, that, you know, it was MLK Day and everybody's like, dude, what a great guy, that MLK. He was just the best person on the face of the planet. And it's like, dude, everything you're bitching and screaming about right now when it comes to this Women's March, when it comes to all these different things, that's exactly... been right out there. Where do you think he would have been on Black Lives Matter? It's ex- come on. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, come on. I mean, like, people he, would have, he would have argued against the violence, but the overall message message she would have been about of course and, about. And, and and people people bring up the point of like i've seen the meme shared of like oh you know the difference between rosa parks and black lives matter is she didn't destroy the bus but she broke the law she broke the law she was arrested she broke the law so you can't you can't be like well you know you have to be 100 percent law abiding and support the concept of like what civil rights were i just here's what i don't get about that time all right what even for a racist what would be the problem with an African American pressing the lever of a coffee oh, machine? Oh, dude! What would be the problem? They're gonna with get. That? They're gonna get. They're gonna get the blackness all over it. That's what the racists thought. They thought they were gonna like get the blackness all over it. Doesn't it make you feel like an idiot to tell people to use that colored coffee pot, then get in your car and listen to the Temptations on the way home? 
Like, doesn't that make you feel like an idiot? Yeah, I mean, and dude, you know, honestly, you look back and, and if you bring up the Temptations and you look back at all the amazing music that came out of that era and it's just like... It, the it, best. It still right. holds the test of time. Right. And all you people were listening to Diana Ross and the Supremes and you're like, My oh, favorite. yeah, but screw black people. <laughs> like, when right, I, I like, dude, there was a point in the movie. Now, look, all movies are kind of exaggerated based on truth, whatever. But she was running a half a mile to the other building to use the bathroom and eventually Kevin Costner yells at her goes, where the hell were you? And she goes, I had to use the bathroom. So why didn't you just go to the bathroom? She goes, there's no bathroom for me here. And he says, what do you mean there's no bathroom for you here? She's like, sir, there's no colored bathrooms in this building. There's no colored bathrooms on this side of NASA's campus. And so the next scene is him going to the other building and like knocking down the colored restroom sign and saying, you people go to the bathroom wherever you want. Whites, blacks together. Don't, he didn't say you don't, people. Don't, don't, he, don't say go to the bathroom wherever you want, dude. I, <laughs> Okay. Targets let people go in the bathroom wherever they want. No, we know which bathrooms are supposed to go to. As the women's march is all over there, and yes, I find people congregating to be a little annoying, but their cause overall does need a little bit of attention. And it was one of those things yesterday where I was like, you know what? Honestly, sometimes we do forget. Sometimes we do. Women, you're all right. I know I was bagging on you a little bit yesterday, but you know I've said plenty of times from this very chair that you're not equal, you're superior in every single way. I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. So if you're looking for a good movie, Hidden Figures, damn good. Stansberry went full throttle sassy black chick yesterday, dude. You better stop in the name of love. You better stop in the name of love. Dude, I love her so much that when the, like, when the love interest got introduced, I like wanted to knock him off. I did. I want. I, I. You know. I wanted to knock him off. I was like, "Get him out of there." Civil rights stands, Barry. I like it. Which again, <laughs> again, that movie. She's got three daughters. Right. Husband died. Right. You never see him. Actually, she just. The movie kind of starts. She's a widow. Right. And this guy, African American man, shows up and takes on the role of being with her and raising those kids. That I bet for a lot of African Americans in the country is example of that type of family dynamic that you don't see enough we always see on tv and movies dad high talent it out of there mom kind of doing it on their own you never see a good story coming out of hollywood with an african-american man stepping up now look i constantly bitch when people are like make it equal make it fair but when things are legitimately not there i'm gonna tell you that is a that is a storyline you don't see a lot out of hollywood so i thought that was kind of cool civil rights stance barry well, the reason why I brought it up is like, you know, Donald Trump is like, dude, we're building the wall. And refugees, we're done. We're, we're going to shut the door. Now, look, I've been hesitant on the refugee thing. But then I watched Hidden Figures last night. And I was like, all right, well, am I wrong on this? I don't want to be that. And then like, again, I remember the civil rights movement by my dad showing me photos. Like, here's your mother and I fighting for this on the front line of it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I try not to be... Uh, I try not to use too much hyperbole, and I don't know if this is, is, but I do believe we are in at least a civil rights 1.5, if not 2.0. I feel like at this point in history, it's I like there's so much going on. It's it, it will it will be remembered as a continuation of of that era. I like I was like. watching Hidden Figures last night, and I was like, colored restrooms. Like I find racism, whatever, but that's just a waste of a building. Like that's just a, a waste. waste of of, it's a waste of space and water and all kind. Of, yes, absolutely. And I don't understand why an African-American per- person touching my coffee pot, I'm not going to catch the black. I'll catch the black by listening to Wu-Tang, not by drinking out of the same coffee pot. You know why they had separate bathrooms. You know why they did. You're standing next to some dude at a urinal. You look over and you're like, jeez. 
You have to get your own bathroom, dude. Can't be around here with me. I guess. I mean, the first thing you think is separate countries. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe bathrooms is, maybe that's as far as we get. All right. All right. Hidden figures. Damn good. Wasn't good enough for me to go to the theater, watch the bootleg, but I'm telling you right now, it was damn good. It was. It was. That was a really good movie, and I love Taraji P. Henson. That woman could do no wrong. You find me one of those in Canton, I'm telling you, I'll handcuff myself to her, dude. I swear to God. I love her. All right, we do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game is Saturday night, 7 p.m. Let's take caller 15 right now at 800-243-7625, and then we'll give you the Florida Files next on the Sansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Nine o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Get your first keyword of the day, 9 a.m. this morning. Fishhead has another opportunity for you at 11 as well. Multiple uh, chances every day there. Coming up at 8 o'clock, the fan base is very interested to get Fantone's take on what is happening with the Cavaliers. And I feel like I let LeBron James off the hook a little bit yesterday. Then I went back and I re-examined some of the comments, and I may have been wrong about that. So put a pin in that. We'll 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 touch on that at 8 a.m. Uh, time now for the Florida Files, though, as a woman was arrested. Well, Florida woman action. Yeah. The partner of Florida man. Um, apparently for attacking a cop with what is called a deadly weapon. Police have characterized it as a deadly weapon. According to cops, Takora Fields, all of 28 years old, involved in a brawl Monday night in St. Petersburg, Florida, where she lives. Um. Apparently, an officer shows up and uh, investigated a fight that that had happened. Okay. Um, Fields then told the St. Petersburg cop to, quote, suck her and then P word. Jeez. Jeez. Very funny. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because normally women will go to the D and like right. because that that's the con, that, like that's the, the that's the regular statement, and so even women will use that sometimes. And uh, but then she says, "And uh, I'll hit you with my tampon, you bitch." Um, and then the tampon uh, was destined for the patrolman's mouth. Here's the thing: she hit the cop with a wet, used tampon. <laughs> Because after she threatened him, she took both her hands into her genital area with her pants open. She was, again, sticking your hand into the waistline of your pants while the right. cops are there. Right. Bro, I got to tell you, that's right. not advised. Don't do that. You okay, a, You could have a gun in your vagina. We don't know. For sure you could. So she threatens him, reaches into her genital area with her pants open. She was then observed throwing a wet white paper object at the cop. The tampon struck the officer in the left shoulder. (laughs) After flinging the tampon, she tried to flee into a nearby residence, but then she was apprehended following a successful taser deployment. Uh, She was charged with aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer, a felony. The crime was carried out, a criminal complaint notes, by the use of a deadly weapon. A used tampon. She was released from custody uh, later that afternoon, posting $5,000 bond. I don't know where the hell she got that. Her rap sheet. Chuck's Bales Bondsman? <laughs> Come on now. You know where she got that, dude. Come on. A signature loan. Her rap sheet includes prior arrest for disorderly conduct and disorderly uh, intoxication. Shocker. This is obviously yeah. drug or alcohol abuse that kind of leads to these things. But, uh, de- all right, now, deadly weapon obviously sounds like a little, like, huh, for for a used tampon. But when you're talking about bodily fluid. Yeah. 
I mean, cops are going to take that seriously. Yeah, no, no, and no. blood as you should, hey, as right. things can happen. Right. I mean, this. You know, I'm not saying saliva is not you know an, an issue, but like this is blood. Like this is you know you you really can get yourself into a, a deadly situation there with with blood like that. Um, I I, I want to say like, dude, what is wrong with our jobs? Here we are talking about this Florida woman who's throwing tampons at cops, but like this is just us talking about it. Can you imagine being a law enforcement no. officer and having no. to deal with stuff like this? No. On a regular basis honestly no that honestly do being a cop now look i know they've been in the crosshairs by the american public right. for like the last three years right. i get it all right but that is one of the <laughs> is one of the worst jobs in america and honestly i don't think you're paid enough i, I no, no i really just don't think you are and dude that's coming from the guy who's like everybody makes enough money piped out but like cops i don't think you do i mean that's me ripping the badge off on site and being like f it i'm, I'm done. done i'm done i'm, I'm not done. working anymore you guys can clean up this mess you guys can do the paperwork i effing quit i have sure. said i have said and i and i maintain i might be right about this i could be way wrong there may have been studies on it and maybe i just haven't read them yet but i think if you make the cop position one hundred twenty five thousand dollars baseline a year a you get better people you get better you know applicants wanting the job and then you you can look at guys and be like dude you make $125,000 a year you're still going to like steal cocaine off of dudes and like still going to plan evidence you're still going to do right you could i think it could help you weed out some of the bad cops that you have because i think some of the good ones would be like bro this is a good gig like i'm i don't want to lose this salary $125,000 a year still you throw a used tampon at me i'm out i'm done i don't care i'm out well i'm out dude we know from your own line of entertainment. Dude, Ted DiBiase claims. <laughs> Ted DiBiase claims every man has their price. So what's the wet used jelly roll tampon Fantone price? I mean, dude, $125,000 is a considerable amount of money, but I think I'm going to double it. I'm going to say a quarter of a million. If I'm living a life, if I'm living a life where on a regular basis I'm having used tampons thrown at me. Well, okay, dude, I think I was I was setting it up as an isolated incident. I didn't realize you were going to have systemic tampon throwing. Just tossing them at you. Just chucking them at you. You've been to that women's parade. You know what's going on there? Jeez Louise. Um, <laughs> as a guy who has... Removed a tampon from oh, somebody. Oh God! Don't talk about it. I've done that because I was interested. I was oh, like, ah, "Stop it! Let me see this. Gotta see it. Stop it! <laughs> Need to know what happens. I'm very interested. I don't have this operate. I, I don't have this. this. Isn't part of my life." I gotta tell you, I don't know if you, if you need to be all that afraid of it. Like now, it being flung at you, right? By uh, you, you, you were having unprotected sex with the woman you decided to do this with. You already had gone down the AIDS journey, to the rabbit hole. And this poor cop, this guy's got no idea what this woman's. No. Uh, she's a, she's a crackhead throwing tampons at cops. I guarantee you, she's not too worried about condom usage. Already down the AIDS rabbit hole. Like, dude, sometimes you just say things and you bum me out. And it's like, bro, we got two more hours to go. Like, you know what I mean? Don't you want me upbeat? Don't you want me, like, engaged and wanting to do this with you? Not thinking about the AIDS rabbit hole, yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Ladies, do not throw used tampons at cops. They have no sense of humor about that, nor should they. All right, Fantone, your Cavaliers are, well, they're on tilt. And I need your opinion. We'll get it next. Hang on. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Around 8.30 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That's going to be Tuesday of next week's game. Second half of the season starting for the Canton Charge. Got a bunch of big games coming up. I know they're taking on the main Red Claws 
hate the Red Claws. Hate them. They're in uh, they're in action today at 11 a.m. Are they not? Indeed, they are, sir. I will be uh, I will be out on Center Court hosting festivities for the event. Tickets are still available. If you got nothing going on today, 11 a.m. Canton Civic Center. Well, hook your boy up with a ticket. I think I could probably make something happen for you. I think we have friends in the organization. I know Posse. I would like to get a little closer to a few members of the Canton Charge organization, to be honest with you. I'm sure you would. They loaned us a few people for a long haul against hunger not that long ago when we were up at Giant Eagle. They loaned us two, and I would like uh, I would like to get to know both of those people a little bit better. Well, I will see if uh, Quinn Cook and Eric Moreland would like to come hang out with you, maybe. That was Fantone telling me not to be pervy with his coworkers. <laughs> Dude, I got to see those chicks today. Don't be pervy. Ah, dude, that tall one with the long... Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Maybe I can get you a ticket. I kind of feel like uh, Stansbury Charger Girl, nice little uh, Canton Power couple there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, you know, I feel like that's a little good uh, team up there. Yeah, I'll probably swing by that game, 11 a.m. this morning. A little anti-bullying message. Maybe I'll push a seventh grader down to the ground. You suck, dude! Uh, if you pay attention in the national media, Fantone, yeah. your calves apparently are on tilt. Uh, it's time to blow it up. Everybody sucks. Uh, the, the, everything's falling apart. Well, that's what we should do. You're right. Let's and jump it's off over. the ship right now. Now, they lost to the Pelicans the other night without their star player, Anthony Davis. Right. Now, even you had insinuated yesterday on the program that that's a problem, that you should be able to beat the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly a problem um, if this was an isolated incident of like, hey, the Pelicans just came out and punched us with their best hit and we just couldn't punch back, then I would get it. But when you've lost five out of your last seven and then you lose to an Anthony Davis-less Pelicans team, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be a liar and I'd be I'd be, I'd be, be in denial to not say, well, dude, yeah, something, something's, something's going on. Right. So I said yesterday that I didn't buy any of this and I felt like this is LeBron pulling the strings behind the scenes, very Belichick-esque, and Nick Saban, there's always something else going on, and that he's going to use a lot of this to be motivating factors and this and that. But that was before I saw the reaction on the court when he starts screaming and like widening his arms out, kind of like telling those guys, you just totally screwed up. Now, it's the field general, his yeah, job, all right? I, I, Do you I, notice you watch Patriot games? Tom Brady will get in your ass if you screw and, up, and you kind of need to. I, that's how I want it, especially with a sports team. I mean, like, that's, that's you know, there's some people in the world who respond well to that and, like, hear that and are like, yeah, I'm going to go. And then there's some people who shut down because of it. But, dude, this is a sports team. Like, I need LeBron out there acting acting tough. I need him out there. If he doesn't do it, nobody else is capable right, of doing it. Right. Those are the hands we need that in. So right. I'm, I'm about that. I get it. It looks a little out of character for him because he's normally very kind of hold his emotions in check kind of guy like that. LeBron, very, uh, you know, calculated. So it looked a little jarring when I saw the video. But good in the sense of, like, good. You it's most, urgency. Right, right. Now is the time to act. Stop effing around. We have to win these games. Like, if something was wrong in here, we would both be looking at each other during the commercial break like, bro, we got to get this together. Like, on? now. Like, right. how, does, how does this get better now? Right? And that's what you got to do. But I didn't really examine the quotes all the way down. And I'm now reading quotes from LeBron James. We need an effing playmaker. I'm not saying you can just go find one like you can go outside and see trees. I didn't say that. I'm not singling out anybody. I'm not. Yeah, we won the championship. But F, you know what? Let's see if we can do something. And he went on to say that the things like if you want to repeat, you got to, you know, you kind of have to get in here. Right. And the quote I didn't like, I, I don't have any problem with that. 
All right. But the quote I didn't like is when he started talking about how top heavy they were and he started to say, it's me, Kyrie and Kevin Love. Outside of that, what do we got? I mean, that's I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's what he said. And I think that those kind of comments and again, LeBron James is one of the most calculated athletes we've seen in the history of sport and normally very good about his messaging. And if you're Tristan Thompson, does that fall well? If you're Richard Jefferson, does that fall well? Yeah, because I think those guys understand, number one, LeBron, and understand, number two, what he's saying. Tristan Thompson isn't a playmaker. Amon Shumpert isn't a playmaker. Those guys are great basketball players, but they're role players, and that's who they are. And they know what their role is. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. All those guys. You don't get you don't get to be champions without embracing everyone embracing their role. Self-awareness is huge. Right. You got to know who you are. Tristan Thompson knows he's not a playmaker. He's not. He's not. Okay, I didn't put it through. I didn't think about it like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just put it through the, God, man, like I play on this team too. I got paid $100 million. I'm not good. He didn't say we have a bunch of crappy basketball players. If You need a guy that's able to produce points. More, He was more so complaining about the bench than he was anybody who, mm-hmm. would, who would start, right? And I think some of this is frustration about JR not playing because honestly what I'm hearing and by look, looking at the games, it seems like defense is a little bit of their issue right now. Huge issue. And JR is the defensive like. Like, I mean, he's a great defensive player. Well, he's gotten considerably better in his time in Cleveland. And 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 really, you're taking away arguably the fourth best player for the Cavaliers when you took J.R. Smith out of the rotation with his thumb injury. Um, and, and he really was that extra playmaker. He was one of those guys that could create something with, Hits you threes. know. Right. So, so I understand the frustration from Cavaliers fans right now. I understand the frustration from LeBron James and the rest of the Cavaliers. But at the end of the day, we're talking about January basketball. And, and a frustrating part about like January is you're about halfway into the season right before the all-star break is it feels like you've been playing forever and LeBron's been, LeBron's been playing a lot of minutes uh, people are saying too many minutes even he kind of said he alluded to that yeah. you know I, we're playing I'm playing too many minutes um so so you've got a a point of it where it's like dude we've been playing forever and the playoffs are still so far away so it's doldrums right now it, it's a frustrating part of the season right now and and yeah I'd much rather have them winning but you don't you don't win or lose the championship January twenty third. You just—that's not when—that's not when it happens. The Cavs have time. The NBA trade deadline's about a month away from right now. They still have time to make a move, and frankly, they need to make a move. I, I think I, I think it's very clear that the Cavs aren't a complete product yet. Now, um, he kind of called out the general managers, and you—he you, knew he did it because if you read his tweets from yesterday, he walked a lot of it back, and he realized like, oh, okay, I gotta smooth this out, and not so much like, oh, is David Griffin mad at me? But the media thinks he's going to be, and I need to stop that from being the story, right. so we can concentrate on winning. And, so he kind of like quelled the story, kind of quieted the storm via some tweets yesterday. Uh, all this was kind of going through Jason Lloyd of the Akron Beacon Journal, who I genuinely feel like is one of the best NBA beat writers around. It's um, good enough. He's real. I mean, he really is. It, I, Northeast Ohio just has good basketball writers, but Jason Lloyd's amongst the best. And well, I would hope we would, and having the best <laughs> basketball player. They have, obviously, a relationship with each other that they've had for a long time. So I'm not surprised that LeBron was frank with him and was very upfront with him and kind of cussing and being being, being candid athlete, with him. All athletes have one media person that they kind of buddy up with and they kind right. of trust more than the rest, and right. they kind of get like the, the story. So, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people are like looking at this like... Le- I used to be LeBron's guy. <laughs> Everyone's looking at this like LeBron is just... 
you know, taking a dump on, 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 on the organization. He's being frank, he's being curt, and he's being honest right now. The Cavs do need to make moves. What do you say to the people who were saying yesterday that if he's being critical about the lineup, that he's being critical about his own general manager skills? Because honestly, all of these trades, all of these players were all done. I mean, Tristan Thompson's covered by his, uh, you know, uh, his agency. He's the one that got him paid, got J.R. Smith paid. Like, is he essentially, when I heard that, I was like, okay, well, there might be something there. Like, he's essentially being critical of his own moves. I think he's challenging both himself and his organization to do better. I don't know if it's, yes, I mean, yes, there probably is a little bit of like, all right, hey, we tried this, we tried this, we tried this, but we still need more. And I don't even think that's fair to say, like, you're you're really criticizing, I mean, it's uh, desiring more, because let's be real, the things the Cavs front office have done with what they've done has been astounding, dude. If you don't see, if you don't see David Griffin as one of the best GMs in the NBA right now, you're crazy. I mean, you're just crazy. Like, you're wrong. I've had my issues with Dan Gilbert in the past, but what I want an owner to do is open up his wallet and pay, and Dan Gilbert's paying a ton of money in luxury tax for us to have the squad we have. Sure, we can be critical about, like, well, this is what could have been, and this is what, you know, we made this move, this move, and this move. They won a goddamn championship last year. So you can be critical till you're blue in the face. The results speak for themselves. It's the ultimate scoreboard. It's been done, right? I've made the right calls, and I continue to make these calls as LeBron James, as the head and the the face of this franchise. I expect more out of it. I, 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 I understand the frustration. I don't understand the panic, dude. The Cavs have a half of a season to kind of get back into in the zone. You get J.R. Smith back in. You get a backup point guard, somebody that can compliment Kyrie, and it sucks Matt Delvadova left because he was an awesome piece. Grinder. Looking, looking back on it Grinder. now, but we, you couldn't pay him the money, so I can't I, get I can't yeah. get mad at the dude. I can't like, oh, dude, the Cavs should have done this. They couldn't have done it. So, so, so you've got a couple different, maybe you get a rotational big involved in there, but the Cavs, at the end of the day, when you roll the basketballs out, they still have a shot to win any game versus any team on the planet, and I'll take that from my sports franchise. I um I I didn't watch a lot of ESPN yesterday. I'm not I'm not the biggest ESPN viewer. Um but apparently Stephen A. Smith was on yesterday on first take, um, screaming the way he does, uh about that the Cavs are going to make a move for Mello. The Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna make a move LeBron. for Carmelo LeBron. Anthony. Um, Skip. Oh no, sorry, that's Shannon now. Yeah, yeah. Skiap. Who's uh Skiap. who's who's his counterpart now? Max, Max Kellerman. Kellerman, yeah. Um move for Carmelo. Uh, n- no. I mean, yes, is that getting another playmaker, but that's taking a, a lot of uh, what is the team and totally changing things. He's a little ball hoggy, isn't he? Uh, ball hoggy, yes, he needs the ball in his hand to be effective. There's no there's no question about that. And what position does he play? Like what where he's do you coming off him, the bench? Where do you move him into that rotation? I mean, it's not like you can put him he's not a replacement for J.R. Smith. You're talking about removing Kevin Love at that point. And what do you what are we so, talking about? So, let me tell you this theory I heard from from a guy I like, Jason Whitlock, and and and, and I like Whitlock a lot. Some, I mean, sometimes he's way out in left field, but he said this yesterday. And I think he's way out in left field on this one. But then I thought about it, and I was like, oh god, if this happens, I would hate it. But they started talking about the salary problems, the cap, and the luxury tax with the Cavaliers and the lineup and all that. And Jason Whitlock said this. He said, "You know who would be willing to take a lot less money." to go to Cleveland to play with LeBron James and to play with the Cavaliers to try to win a title. You know who would take a lot less money to go there to do that so they could ha- so they could take the rest of the money and build the roster and they were even insinuating LeBron should have taken less money to build, you know, more and more role players around him, but Jason Whitlock has the idea that they move off of Kyrie 
and you bring in Chris Paul, who will play for a ton less money. LeBron James is one of his best friends. He'll play for a lot less money. And now you get Chris Paul. And now with the money you're going to save, you could add more role players. Now, everybody knows Kyrie Irving's my Cavalier. If they move off of Kyrie, I'm going to be furious. Eh, dude, that's national sports talk heads just saying things so people click on their blogs. There's no way that Kyrie Irving and Chris Paul are training places. And who's saying that Chris Paul is going to take less money? They claim that that's a, he has that kind of mentality and he'll do that. Eh, I, at the end of the day, number one, I don't, I don't know it to I, be true. I, I, I don't think athletes really should be in that mentality. I understand that, well, if you save some money. But oh, dude, I think it's benefited Tom Brady. Oh, well, I mean, yes, but Tom Brady's also in a position where he's able to have sources of income outside of just his, his NFL Dude, paycheck. Basketball players have way more sources of income than most I'm NFL saying, guys. I'm saying a vast majority of athletes, superstars aside, I think a vast majority of athletes should try to get every single dollar out of their owner that they can. I don't. I think, I think that's... I hate rallying against that because I'm going to try to get everything I can out of this company, so I, I don't know how I want to do that and then tell an athlete not Certainly to. Certainly it's your prerogative to say, hey, I don't want as much money. I just don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, yes, Tom Brady's a good example, but I just feel like, dude, owners owe you money you should be out there getting as much as you can i don't think chris paul's that guy and the problem i don't want to see kyrie the problem, the problem isn't i love point, kyrie isn't point guard play you're not you're not looking at the cavaliers thinking like damn you know if the Cavs were just better as 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 a as, well yeah because if you if you send kyrie out and you bring chris paul in isn't the, the bit one of the big problems that we have now still the problem which is we don't have the backup point guard I mean, Chris Paul's not going to come here to sit behind Kyrie. Like, that's not going to happen. I can't no. imagine that happens. It's not going to be an earth-shattering earth move that the Cavs It's going to be make. a Kyle Korver. It's going to be, right, it's going to be Jarrett Jack. It's going to be some dude like, uh, you know. Who do you want? I, I would take Jarrett Jack. I would take Mario Chalmers. I would take dudes like that who have played a lot of minutes, who are able to, you know, play smart basketball, who are able to play team defense, and who are able to shoot three-pointers and not turn the ball over. So guys like that who are experienced and who are able to, to step up in big moments like that. So, uh, dudes, dudes in that realm is who we're going to be talking about. It's not going to be Carmel. It's not going to be Chris Paul. It's not going to be like, oh my God, James Harden's coming to the Cavaliers. It's going to be a role player. And Kyle that's, that's kind of what they need. Somebody to play their role. I personally didn't love the, it's me, Kyrie, and love, and that's it. I, I didn't love that. I feel like that that may send ripples through the locker room. I know you say that that's, you know, I'm reading too far into his comments and not focusing on what he actually meant, and that might be true. I, I just didn't love that. I wouldn't love if somebody at, at Rock 106.9 had kind of insinuated that they were, like, the best part of the radio station. We didn't have anything to do with that. Like, I would I would have a problem if, you know, if Kramer was out there saying, well, it's pretty much pff, me and Fishhead, and, and that's it. Gene? That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have a problem with that, and I think you should too so i mean but maybe i'm reading way too much into it ladies if you can't stop climbing the d if you can't stop climbing on top of the d i got really good news for you it's all systems go you'll be able to climb on as many d's as you want i'll give you that story next hang on rock 106.9 welcome back to the stansbury show nine o'clock just over a half hour from right now we'll send you out to los angeles for the iheart radio music awards yeah today's flying by 8.30 already? I gotta tell you, for, wow. for two guys whose coffee machine broke this morning, I only have one computer. Surprise. Uh, and, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff actually off the air has gone wrong with today's uh, uh, you know broadcast, and yet, still flying by. There you go. Not the worst job in the there world. There you go. Just just talk about something for a little bit. You two, crack a mic. You'll be fine. Give them some charge yeah. tickets. They'll love you. So I saw this, and I know you hate 
I know you hate the Brits. You're, okay. You're, you're, All right. you're not yeah. a fan of the Brits. America, Fant- America's original enemy right there. Fantone hates the Brits. No, dude, screw the British people. I, you know what? I've been I've been thinking about it. We might need to have another tea party. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. You, there's never been anything good that happened from a violent rebellion. Never. Not once. Except for when the tea party, you know, happened. That was all right. Thought yeah, was- but we got the Constitution now. I don't need any more of it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we got the Constitution. I don't need any more of it. All right. All right. But you hate the Brits. I do. And uh, I think they're on to something here. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Apple. But before you even know. I don't just, even know what you're going to talk about. But I, Dude, I got to tell you, Trumper, that doesn't seem like you're keeping an open mind to stuff. I got to tell you, I'm not sure that's the way that works. America's original enemy. I don't forget. All right. All right. Fine. That's it. It's your prerogative there. But the Brits are mixing exercise and sexuality. There you go. There you and go. I think, you know, that might help. You know, anytime you want to get somebody involved in something, use like a good hook. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you see some of these new churches that are like, you know, we don't we do it in a movie theater, not in like the right. building that makes you feel like, you know, all bad about yourself and wear a football jersey. That's fine. Right. And like, right. that kind of thing. Right. So sometimes, you know, you got to change the hook. So a company that's looking to get people in Britain a little bit more active is mixing sexuality and a little exercise here. And they're asking people to climb the toughest rock wall. Now, here's. Well, the hook. The handholds that you reach up to yeah. are penises, asses, penises, asses, vaginas, and breasts. Jeez. So I would imagine what you do there is you reach up, you grab onto one of the penises there. Maybe you got a, vag- a, va- a vagina over there, kind of. That's a different grip. You, so you know, uh, we'll have to get you know how you know the president's take on how you actually reach in there and, right. hold, and hold yourself up in the air right. like that. Right. Well, you know, we'll have to get the Donald's take on how you do that. But I could see that being a thing. I could see people like flocking to this and like, oh, I'm gonna climb the X-rated, uh, you know, uh, wall climb thing. I can the see, rock wall. Then. I can see it being a thing. I just don't know how how like how how long you're going to be able to sustain business. All right, so let's say of the of the fitness enthusiasts in 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 Britain, let's say you know what ten percent of them, twenty percent of them are into rock wall climbing. You know what I mean? Like it's not that big of a thing. Like yes, it's a thing. I mean, and I've gone rock climbing or rock, rock wall climbing before. It's hard as hell, dude. I mean, it is unbelievable. Yeah, if difficult. you do it in the mall or whatever, it's really difficult. It's really, really tough to do. So it's definitely a workout. I just don't think enough people are going to be like, you know what? I got to go. I got to go grab a dong and climb a wall. I, I can't see it being a thing. I think you're underestimating horse. And I think <laughs> I, I, I really do. I, I think you're underestimating them. And I got to tell you, I've had a lot of them move out on me. And I, I got to tell you, they'll, they will climb the penis. For how, sure. how long? They did it to all my neighbors. How long until um, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the story comes out where somebody tried to have sex with the rock climbing wall. If there's vaginas, anuses, penises all over this thing, somebody's going to bang it, right? Well, now I want to. <laughs> 9.30, we update the story. Oh, my God. Some Brit got, got arrested banging the rock wall. Uh, apparently, dude, the penises and the asses and the vaginas and yeah. the, like the breasts, like all the molds yeah. were actually done. Like they didn't just randomly do that. They had volunteers like really? mold like their... Like their well, their body parts. Yeah, this is just just volunteers, just like normal people. I saw this video and it was like how they make a uh, like a fake vagina, you know, of of a porn star or whatever. It's a really complex thing they have to do. There's all this like. There's all this like I, I I don't know what to call this stuff caulk I guess that they uh that they they, they phrasing they, they they like plaster all over like your midsection and it's like all over the place so I I just I can't believe a volunteer would be like yeah you know what you can put my dong up on the wall 
Uh, well, what was it? I mean, Kiss had that famous song back in the day, Plaster Caster, about oh, yeah, that woman yeah. in the 70s, like oh, yeah, uh, Pamela yeah. DeBar, I think it was, who would like take, you know, plaster, uh, like casts of like every guy she slept with, like all their penises. So I, I mean, I, I, I could see this catching on. I, I, I just, but, but where do you, I mean, dude, here's the, here's the big problem with it. Rock walls are not small. No. Like you're not hiding it. No. So like sooner or later, a mom or a dad's going to be like, that's not right. Like that's a huge penis is, protruding from that wall. Is the rest of the gym adult, you know what I'm saying? Because like, why would I want to go to a normal gym? Oh, I I'm, think this is like outside. This is just outside and there's no like other, it's not like. Oh, uh, wait, that looks inside where he is right there. Whether it's a gym or it's like a facility. I mean, it, I mean, this guy's holding on to a set of balls right there. All right, all right. <laughs> I think that just about does it. I right? mean, dude, talking about swinging from somebody's nuts. <laughs> all right, let me ask this question. Yeah. And I don't want the penis one. Okay. But where can I find a good rock wall in Canton? I'm, like, do they do that here? I'm sure somewhere. I have no idea where there's one. Because down again, here. that it's very difficult. But that is exercise I would do, and that I would like to do, and that I would like to do more of. I. Uh, but again, I don't want the I don't want the vaginal one. You. I just want a regular walk wall. If somebody knows where I can find one of those somewhat close, uh, tweet at me, uh, message me, let me know. We do have a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. I don't know why I always do this to those guys. Like, put them right here. Uh, but we do have a four pack of tickets. That uh, that game is Tuesday. Take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625. You'll get hooked up with those. And we have something here that I've been trying to tell people forever. You need to use this. Use it or lose it. And it might be the case. And I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here. This is the part of the year, like mid-January, where cabin fever sets in. You feel like you've been cooped up. It's been freezing cold. Need to get out, do some fun stuff. Check out High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, in the old foundry building, and you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. They can be reached by calling 330-333-9000. Right now, High Voltage Indoor Karting has winter leagues going, and it's not a full commitment. You can jump in and out of the league whenever you're ready. Check out more info at highvoltagekarting.com. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. That's, uh, I found another interesting, as we were talking about the X-rated uh, climbing wall, I was actually able to find an inflatable bouncy house filled with inflatable breasts that you bounce on. That video, online for you, WRQK.com. Since moving down here, I have sung the praises of a few uh, local operations, businesses, right. and um, services down here. Right. All right. And, and I'm a big fan of doing that. When something's going well or when somebody does something really well, I like to say, hey, man, that's really good. You should check that out, whether I'm paid to or not. I kind of like to expose that kind of stuff. Yeah, stands very stamp of approval. I've kind of done that with Laundry Express, right? right. I, I don't endorse them or whatever, but they do a fantastic job for me always, always get it right, always reasonably priced. And so I, I, you know, I make people aware of that. Skidmark free Stansberry. That's we call them around here. Thanks to Laundry Express. <laughs> that's they're, they're, honestly that lady's on it. That she should, that should be a part of their campaign, dude. Skid mark free. She uh, she runs a well oiled <laughs> machine up there. I love that place. So you know, and I've been like that with a few of the restaurants and the waffle place downtown, mm. and you know, Buzzman. You know, I'm a big fan of that. And so I'm I'm big into telling you guys stuff that I find that is like that's really good. Right. And I think one of the best services we have down here is wildly underrated and doesn't really get talked about a lot because I don't think people use it all the time. You use it when maybe once or twice a year and you don't use it all the time. So you don't think about it. But I think one of the best things this area has by far is the Akron Canton regional airport. 
If you fly a lot, you know. Flying sucks. I mean, it's terrible. And the Akron Canton Regional Airport is one of the most convenient airports I've ever dealt with in my life. And the fact that it's smaller, normally small airports, you're like terrified of them. Right. Like I lived outside of what's the, I lived outside of Ontario, California for a while. And they had a small airport there. Now, while I lived there, they had transformed it into an international. But when I first got there, it wasn't. And when I flew in and out of Ontario, California, I felt terrified. Okay, but like, and it, you still had a bunch of problems because it's California and all that stuff. But I flew out to Oregon last summer, out of Akron, Canton. It took me ten minutes to get through security. Planes were on time. Service was great. Everything was awesome. Okay. But they had predicted this last year, 2016, would be a down year for the Akron-Canton Regional Airport. They were right. They had about just under 1.4 million use the airport. Now, that's about a 10% drop um, from 2015. They say it's not good being down, but they're holding steady saying it's not as bad as we had originally anticipated. So that's good. Now, companies will do that. Businesses will do that where they will overestimate loss or gain, kind of temper expectation, kind of figure out where to land the ship there. Uh, excuse the pun. But they were down, and but they say it wasn't as bad as they thought. And I am going to urge you that if you're flying or using stuff, use this so we don't lose it. Because... Uh, dude, I'm telling you, the Akron Can Airport, I've been in so many airports. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. It's a lot of them in a lot of the states. And I would say that Akron Canton Regional Airport is probably in the top five most convenient airports I've ever used. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you go to some airports and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they have this. And it's so impressive and it's so big and there's all this stuff. And like, that's not what you're going to get when you go to the Akron Canton Airport. You're going to get, you know, quick service. It's so easy to park there. That's my favorite part oh, of it. It's like, it's, it's just beautiful. So easy. Like, bam, there we are. And, you know, obviously I've flown out of Cleveland as well. And that's a bit of a headache. Like, it really is. I mean, not only the size and like the capacity of it, but like parking and dealing with all all that crap. I mean, it's just a more convenient airport than than anything else available. To there us. are some historically like bad airports. Like Atlanta's airport is a nightmare. For those of you that travel a lot for work, you heard me say that and you went, "Amen." That's the first thing you thought. Atlanta's airport is a nightmare. That is a terrible airport. Um, LaGuardia is another one. You think it's New York. You think it's going to be great. LaGuardia is a pit. It's a pit of an airport. We're lucky to have that. And I think if you're driving all the way up and, and, and to Brook Park to use, you know, uh, Hopkins, I, I think you're crazy. I honestly, I was looking at when I flew out in August, I was like, okay, well, I need to be worried about the economy of this. I need to be worried about the numbers of this. You, it used to be smaller airports you paid more money. Like now, my flight was actually cheaper. I was able to find a, a a flight with less stops and cheaper down here than I was up there. It is Akron Canton Regional Airport. That is one of those things. They get slept on down here. But that is one of the most convenient and well-run establishments I've seen in a while. I can't say enough nice things about that place. And even even aside from just singing the praises about how great the airport is, because CAK really is. I mean, it, it's a great airport. Um, it's important that this area and any area that's really trying to revitalize itself has a functional and like viable airport. Like it just 
is. I mean, if we're going to start making all these moves of like, well, it's going to be the Walt Disney World of football down here and people are going to be coming Better in. Better be able to fly be, in. Right. I mean, and that's that's really what it boils down to. We've got all these hotels. We're going to have all these restaurants. We're going to have the Pro Football Hall of Fame Village. Well, dude, you need to have that airport fully functional and a viable option. So uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say, hey, support the Eric McGann Airport and go fly somewhere today because, you know, that's not what you're going to do. But next time you are planning for a trip, dude, make sure you uh, make sure you check them out. I, I'm telling you, I, it, it's I've been I've used them. Now, I've used them before moving down here, too, but I've used them now. I've flown out of here since being here. Was it two or three times? It's either two or three times, and I've used them all the time, and I'm always like, man, is this so much easier? Like, my brother lives in Vegas. My mom lives in Vegas. Dude, McCarran can be a nightmare. Like, there's more. It's Sometimes those places are so, so daunting and big that it's like, I don't even know how to do this. Where Akron can't do it, you pull up, you're right, you park your car, 10 minutes inside out of security. It's awesome. Use that thing before we lose it. All right. We will send you to Los Angeles. And uh, for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, we will do that coming up here just a few minutes away right there at 9 o'clock. And also, Browns, Browns fans, good news. AFC North, up for grabs. I'll give you that next on Rock 106. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We just sent one of you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That will happen again this morning, 11 a.m. with Fishing. So before noon, you'll get another opportunity at that. Uh, be here around 11 a.m. listening to Fish Head, which you should be doing daily. Anyway. So I have good news, Browns fans. Yeah, what is it? I have good news. Excellent. AFC North, up for grabs. Totally up for grabs. I'm sure the Browns will be able to capitalize on it. I'm sure. Makes me very confident, dude. Very confident in that. We know that the NFL, if the NFL is one thing, it is this. It is a quarterback-driven league. Most important position in sports. Everything matters. Coaching, uh, you know, coordinators, line play, running back. It all matters. But at the end of the day, it is a quarterback-driven league. Look at the teams who are doing well, going to the playoffs, and going to the Super Bowl. What do they have? Dynamic quarterback play. What do the Browns not have and have not had, honestly, ever since I've been alive, including your golden god? Wasn't that good. Was just okay. We have never had really, I mean, Sype maybe was like, like the last dynamic quarterback play we've had. Okay? We just don't have it. Haven't had it for a while. The AFC North is a tough division to win in. Right? Steelers are normally good. Baltimore's normally right there playing pretty well. Cincinnati's been on the mend and on the build for a while now. But the Steelers just lost in the AFC Championship game. And they didn't just lose. They were embarrassed. Yeah, it was a beating. They were embarrassed. It was a beating. And people can talk to me all they want about how it's not Antonio Brown's fault. I don't think the whole game's his fault. But we know now that he was paid 240 some thousand dollars to Facebook Live from Facebook from inside. Right? So Big Ben has come out and addressed his future. And we'll just let you take a listen to what Big Ben said himself. Ben, how much do you feel like you have left? I don't know. You know, it's um, it's one of those things that uh, I was talking to my, my wife about it last night, and I was talking to my agent about it and um, coach about it, that, you know, I'm going to take this off season to, to evaluate, um, to consider all options, to um, consider health and family and things like that, and, and just kind of, 
take some time away um, to, to evaluate um, next season, if there's going to be a next season, all those things. You know, you just – I think that's – in my, my point in my career and my age, I think that's the, the prudent and smart thing to do every year. Well, I feel like then the logical follow-up is almost like what James Harrison got asked in the locker room on Sunday. You'll, you're going to play next year, right? Like I said, I'm going to take some time <laughs> and evaluate, uh, you know, with, with my family and then just really do a lot of praying about it and, and make sure it's the right thing for me and my family. It should be ben, a- it should be pointed out to you that that interview was conducted not 15... 15- Anytime after a playoff game, the media's not allowed to talk to those guys till 15 minutes. They give them kind of a moment to like let the moment kind of set in or whatever so they don't freak out and just say whatever to the camera. Now, that's one thing. That interview where you heard that was after Big Ben had a night's sleep, had actually talked to people in the organization, and said it. So my point is, chose to say it. This was you didn't catch him in the moment. He chose it, thought about it, and said it. And if you're a Browns fan, you have to be fingers crossed on that. Quarterback-driven league. And what's waiting behind Big Ben in Pittsburgh? Landry Jones. That's what's waiting behind Big Ben. I like our chances against Landry better than I like him against Big Ben. Sure, but is Landry Jones a better option than anything the Browns have right now? I don't know that. I don't know. You know I, don't, what I, mean? I don't have like, the answer to that. But, but but probably. But but so at that point, okay. So well, Landry Jones probably a better option than whatever the Browns have going. All other positions probably better on the Steelers. Not too many positions where the Browns win. I don't yeah. know if that. I don't know if Big Ben retiring is enough for the Browns well, to even make anything well, matter. Here's why, though. I don't think Big Ben wants to retire. I don't. I think what you're seeing here, and I could be way wrong, but dude, didn't he call out like a bunch of people after the Dallas game? And then he said, dude, the game was too big for some of our young guys. Like, isn't this? I mean, dude, what did he say after the Dallas game? That we need to be more accountable. We're not coached well. We're not disciplined. Like, if I was playing on the Steelers and my quarterback was talking like that, I'd be like, dude, what the hell's happening with this organization right now? We, uh, we don't have a lot of numbers on Landry Jones, uh, but the numbers we do have come against the Cleveland Browns on January 1st of this year. Completed 65% of his passes for 277 yards through three touchdowns, one interception with a quarterback rating. Well, that's your fault. You keep, you keep caping up for Joe Hayden. You- <laughs> it's a little inside joke there. Phantom hates Joe Hayden. Um, hey. This is, I, look, this is Big Ben saying something's wrong here. Something's wrong and I think he, honestly, I'll tell you what I think happened. I think, remember when Carmelo Anthony, over the summer when he was in Rio, and they kept showing photos of him, and all the young guys were like screwing around, and Carmelo's right. on the plane, and he looks annoyed? Right. I think Big Ben's looking around going, dude, I'm 34 years old, and these 22-year-old kids are annoying, and they don't care about the game, and they're Facebook living, and we're not buttoned up, we don't care about this, everybody's me, 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 I barely recognize the league, Brady's still the king of it, I've already got Super Bowl wins, maybe I'm just gonna call it quits, because this place sucks now. I mean, every dude, some places are great, and then they're not great after some, some things happen. I don't know, but I gotta tell you, I am fingers crossed that Big Ben's done. Now, apparently on Rich Eisen's show, they were talking Tony Romo to the Steelers. I don't want to see that happen. I, I mean, I, that's bad for the Brownies there. I don't think you'll see that happen. My guess is, my gut says Big Ben plays. Big Ben wants to play. 
I think he does. I just think if you've been paying attention to him all year, he's been ringing this bell all year. Well, you know, in this interview, he actually goes on to talk about how, you know, there's health issues and and concerns on his family's part. And you got to think, dude, if Ben Roethlisberger has been getting his ass kicked a lot, that dude takes a lot of hits. And, I, dude, I am not a Ben Roethlisberger fan in the slightest. But the dude takes a lot of hits. And I can only imagine, dude, as you're right, he's 34 years old. He's got that big-bodied frame on him. Sure, his knees are creaking. I'm sure his back is hurting. I'm sure he's just like, dude, my brain still works. My body still somewhat works. I barely recognize this game anymore with these younger kids, the way they act, the way they play, and everything's me, 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 me. And, you know, and, dude, Greg Jennings said this yesterday on TV, and he made all sense in the world. Because if you're Big Ben... And you're looking around, and you're looking at Antonio Brown, who now is saying basically to the entire league and to your fan base, my brand is bigger than the Steelers' brand. My brand matters more. That's why I'm Facebook Live. And Greg Jennings was pissed about that. That's Super Bowl wide receiver. Pissed about it. And he should be. And I think there might be something to that where Ben's like, you know what, dude? This is, this, dude, this league is going to hell in a handbasket. Um, I, I, I just want to say Ben Roethlisberger retires. Let's say, you know, uh, Harrison retires too. And uh, Browns still go 0-2 against the Steelers next year. Not a chance. You Across think, the board. You think Big Ben and James Harrison out of next year's lineup, we still don't win? Still 0-2. Uh, I think we split. 0-2. Mm, I think we split. Although at Landry Jones did go 62%. Three touchdowns. One interception. I just think... Again, man, this was he had a night to sleep on this. And he's still on the coaching staff. He's still on This is much like what LeBron was doing the other day. He's screaming from the sidelines going, "Guys, what do you want me to do here? I can't do it all. Can't do it all." And I think that's what Big Ben's doing there, saying, "I can't do it all." But fingers crossed that dude just says, "You know what, man? I got Super Bowl wins. I'm good. This this is annoying." I'm out of here. My body's hurt. I'm going to make sure I can walk and play with my kids deep in life. And maybe he walks. Quarterback-driven league. You take Big Ben out of Pittsburgh, and I do. I think that thing starts to dissolve a little bit more than they want to admit. Sometimes, and Aaron Rodgers is a great example of this. Aaron Rodgers is a great example of this. Sometimes really good quarterback play hides a lot of other problems. A lot of other problems. Take a look at what's happening with Andrew Luck. Take a look at what's happening with Marcus Mariota. Sometimes really good quarterback play can cover up big problems in your lineup. And I just pray to whatever God is real that one day we can have a quarterback that can cover up some problems we have here. And I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. RG3 wasn't when he got drafted, and he will never be that quarterback. That's it. All right. Adidas making huge moves in the shoe world. We'll give you that next on the Sandsbury Show. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Now, I'm going to send you there right now okay. to the Sandsbury Show section. Okay. Because I have found video of Trump's senior advisor, Kellyanne Conway. Performing stand-up and singing. A little Kellyanne Conway comedy there. 
Uh, now, listen, I am certainly no fan of Kellyanne Conway and not a uh, not a fan at all. But I saw a lot of people like jumping up and down on this broad about it. And I would like to say, uh, if you go back 10 plus years on me and you start pulling out videos, there's going to be plenty of stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought that was good. You know what I mean? We've all got skeletons in our closet of like poor performances. I think this is where I will remind all of you that I have a 15-year history. Solid, crystal clear broadcast skills. Not Never, one embarrassment. Not one bad show ever. <laughs> ever. I'm, I'm saying even before broadcasting, I'm just saying, like, your mom's probably got some VHS tape right now of, like, 17-year-old Stansberry trying to, uh, no? Nah, she filmed my brother, <laughs> ran out of film, was like, yeah, the second one, who cares about those? Kellyanne Conway, Trump senior advisor, doing some stand-up. You can find it, WRQK.com, in the Stansberry Show section. You like that, boss man? Not at our website. No. I gave him the exact website yep. name and where to go. Yep. Stop sending me those emails I never read. Yeah, we don't read those anyway. You know that. <laughs> we actually went and asked him a question during the break. We're like, bro, what do we do with this? And he's like, it would be great if you two idiots would read your corporate email. I sent you an email on that yesterday. And I was like, uh, 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 oh. Yeah, he was he was a little bit pissed about that one. Yeah, he yeah. was he was a little yeah. testy about that. Which is hilarious because yeah. honestly, for all the problems you could have with two morons <laughs> like us, that's the one you have. We don't read our corporate. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, he's got it pretty good. Hear that, boss man? For for the screw this was a famous Maximal one here. For the screw ups you could have. You got it pretty good. When you work for a real D. Some old show fans just laughed at that one. All right. So I'm a little anti-hippie. I find him to be a little annoying. I okay. feel like put the deodorant on. It's good. It smells right. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> if that's what we're going towards, yes, of course. The thing I'll say in defense of hippies, the shows are always a lot of fun. And by that, I mean there's a ton of drugs. Mushrooms, yeah. Right, right, right. Which I don't really mess with, and and I and I've said this a bunch of times. I'm too old for hallucinogens now. Not not going down that. It's, not, a, young, it's a young man's game. It is. It's it a is. young man's game, it's like the NBA. Game. It's just mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, it's not meant for me. Father time undefeated when it comes to taking hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what is our show, dude? What are we talking about? Where are we going? Are you sure you didn't take them this morning? God, <laughs> sounds like it. No, dude, no. The broadcast would be considerably different. Better, if we right? Were, if we were high on mushrooms right now. A lot different. Show idea. <laughs> you know, technically, as long as we got somebody to run the board, what up, intern? Uh, we're allowed to be hammered. While we're doing that. Did you know that? You could totally, like, I could, like, Fantone runs the board. I, I can legitimately sit here and drink beer every morning, get hammered, and I'm not breaking the law. I don't know if. if That's awesome. Well, sure. If God we're, if, damn it, I love if radio. We're consuming alcohol, but I don't know about the legalities of consuming uh, mushrooms on the air and then going out. Well, I mean, dude, here's the thing. Alcohol is legal. Yeah. So, you, yes, I, okay, I, feel yeah, like the, I feel like the iHeartMedia lawyers would probably disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, you guys take mushrooms. Somebody else can do the board work. Well, I would eat them at home. They take they take a good half hour to set in, from what I hear. You're sitting there, you're waiting for it, you're waiting for it, and then all of a sudden it's like, why is everything look so I only weird? live 10 minutes away. That's within <laughs> bounds. Totally get here. By the time I get to the coffee machine, I'm tripping balls. I was going to talk about tennis shoes. What the hell has happened? So I'm reading now from treehugger.com. Okay. Which is a website that we go to more because so much of the stuff there is just so outlandish and it's like, what? I can't believe this. And it's, yeah, it is. It it's is. a little wild. It it's is. A, it, it's, <laughs> it's like, 
here's what treehugger.com is. It's basically just a live cam look into Bernie Sanders' house <laughs> is essentially what happens. Just Bernie and his wife eating toast is, is essentially what treehugger.com is. But they, uh, they're reporting here that Adidas is on to something new. And these athletic companies, these shoes companies, these apparel companies, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, all of them, they try to stay on, like, on the cutting edge of stuff. Like, right. there's this new thing, and I haven't really looked into it a whole lot yet, but Tom Brady apparently sleeps in pajamas that are regenerative and like help your body like you know what i mean like there's all kind of new science and new stuff but adidas is attempting to create what they're going to call a biodegradable shoe okay so here's what happens you wear the shoe and then when you're done with it you don't throw them out you don't take them to like you know goodwill or whatever you throw them in the sink turn on the water they dissolve really they're going to dissolve into the sink now you're thinking, what about the rain? Like, obviously, it's going to take a little bit more water, and you're gonna, there's going to be a little bit of effort here. Now, the company says, here's what you do. You wear them two years, and then put them in the sink, rinse them down the sink, no garbage, biodegradable shoe. Uh, you don't buy it. Uh, you're hesitant. Uh, yes, because what about rain? And I understand, well, it's going to take a little bit of time, but like... I mean, yeah, uh, you're not sitting in puddles, right? Yeah, but still, I feel like inevitably there's going to be some deterioration of the shoe just based on like the moisture of life. Okay, like, you well, know. dude, we have homeless people, so there's good test subjects. I feel like strap <laughs> them up, get them out there, let them run around and see what happens. Put, a, put some shell toes but, on them. Okay, so there's obviously, there's going to be obstacles, yeah, right? There, yeah. there are definitely going to be hurdles to, to conquer here, but this is going to be, a, I could see this being the wave of the future, biodegradable clothing. I mean, outside of like people who care about the environment, which isn't majority of people, there's people who care, and then there's a majority of other people and who pretend like they do. Or, well, there are tiers of care. Right. I care about the environment, but I don't care. I, I, I'm willing to put other cares in front of it. I don't know. I don't know if I care enough about the environment to buy these shoes, unless they were like, dude, these shoes are so. Well, dope. they're dope, dude. They, I mean, they kind of look like you know what they kind of look like is Yeezys. They kind of look here. I'll turn it around. You can. Oh, I would if I had. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah, there it is. There this, it is. Goddamn studio's an abomination! You can't do it! Alright, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That just, uh, dude, I've been having this fight for three years about the equipment in here and a little boil over moment. I think biodegradable shoes might be one of those things that I, I could see it happen. I could see this coming. I, I, especially when you consider I'm going to go assume, to Portland. I'm going to assume they're more expensive. I'm going to assume that there's there's like a. a yeah, but hybrids are more expensive I and just, there's a waiting list. I just I just don't. I mean, there's going to be people who like love shoes and they're like, oh, I want these. But I just. Yeah, think general, shoe whores will eat them up. I just think general public don't. They don't care enough to make this a thing. I mean, for I them. said yesterday on the program, you'll never get people to be more scared of wind than they are of brown people from other countries. I maintain. But I think there's enough socially conscious people that I think, honestly, there will be a market for this. I mean, naysayers like you and I would have said, mustard seed market, whole foods, nobody cares about whole grain. And now look, are they overtaking Giant Eagle? No. But there is a market for it, and they're enjoying a slice of the of the pie from the consumer there. And I think there's something here. I think there's I, I could see this. It's one of those things. We're evolutionary creatures. Eventually, this will become the thing, and it won't sound strange, bro. You you won't say it won't sound strange. You'll be like, man, hold on, I gotta wash these shoes down the sink before we leave. That won't sound crazy. I'm telling you, that will be a thing that eventually happens. We uh, I've been told. Have another four pack of tickets. Is it uh, for? Is it Tuesday's game for Correct the charge? You are. For this coming Tuesday, we have another four pack of tickets for the charge. We'll give you those next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. We have a four pack of tickets for the charge game this Tuesday. 
We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. I, um, I'm going to thank the audience who, every time I need help, they're, they're right there uh, via all the digital platforms to kind of let me know stuff. I asked where I can find rock walls here in the area. And sure enough, been hitting up, and people are like, dude, here's where you find a really good walk. Uh, apparently, there's one right up in Belton Village uh, that you can use. So that's kind of cool. I'm uh, looking to doing that. And uh, I'm going to keep with that theme, thanking the audience. As I had made a, uh, I, I, as I'm watching the original um, TV commercial for 1987's The Legend of Zelda okay. on, uh, on, uh, on Facebook there, okay. I, had made the, I had made the hot take on the program that I felt like Star Wars Battlefront was the best first-person shooter on the market. And, you know, people kept hitting me up with theirs. They're like, dude, you're crazy. It's this, it's this, it's this, or whatever. And a game that kept being, I kept being hit over the head with was Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. You gotta play this. And I didn't have a copy of it, and a friend of mine had bought me one. She just hadn't had the time to drop it off at the house. And so she finally did, and I gotta tell you, Overwatch people, you were right. Now, I still think I'll take Star Wars overall, I'm not gonna get into it, not enough time here, but if, you know, replayability and a couple other things, I'll take Battlefront. But Overwatch was so much better than I thought it was going to be watching YouTube videos on it. Looked a little too uh, busy, a little too uh, cartoony for me, but it was, that game, you guys were right. Honestly, 20 million, you were right. Overwatch is damn, damn solid. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up again is because I'm a total grown-up. Uh, I, I am thinking about uh, stopping by the video game store as well on my way home. I have a gift card I need to use from over the holiday. And uh, better to use it than have it be wasted. And I need the audience to tell me whether or not Resident Evil 7 is worth it or not. I'll take your, uh, you know, I'll trust you. Like I said, it's a gift card. I'm not really coming out of pocket. Not really going to affect me one way or the other. But the trailer looks good. Seems like, you know, uh, the stuff online looks good. And if the if the 20 million would reach out and let me know so I could go home today and be all of 12 years old for the rest of the afternoon. Well, there you go. Stand that right. Big plans. That there. would be fantastic. Now, on the other side, Fantails is actually going to go, and you're going to go host the charge game today. Indeed, I am. 11 o'clock tip-off. If you guys got nothing else going on, you got some Canton Charge basketball happening at the Civic Center. Hell, dude, call your boss. Tell him you got to take off. You got you to leave. Can't, can't be here. You got Canton Charge basketball to watch. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I am. Uh, that'll be a good time. I may yeah. swing by that as well, depending <laughs> on whether or not I pick a <laughs> I, um, I I will say that I, you know, I kind of made fun of the meme. Of Obama's crowd, Trump's crowd, Metallica's crowd. I kind of made fun of that. You know, as you people were passing that around yesterday, and somebody actually hit me up with this, who's much more politically engaged than I am, said, you know, I needed that levity yesterday. I needed that that little joking about the crowds back and forth to, to you know, quiet down some of the hate storms that were on both sides. And you know what? Maybe I didn't do a good enough job thinking about that. Right. And so maybe you might be right about that. Right. Now, another reason why it made me so happy is no matter what, Come hell or high water, anytime I say the word, the name Metallica, one thing happens. Are they gonna play the parking lot? The parking lot was that in the parking lot? Was that the parking lot? The parking lot crowd is bigger, and here's what I'm gonna say about that: is that I love that. It's a little bit like that's dude. Metallica in the parking lot is my Joey's. How you doing? 
Like, no matter where I am, that's what people want to say to me. And I, you know, now that's probably way worse for him, bigger star and all that. But for me, I still love hearing it. Um, it, It's part of my legacy. It's part of the thing that's going to go down with me. And I totally dig it. And I love that it's now, God, do 10 years since that happened. 10 uh, years since that happened. And people are still all in on that. And it was a, it was a big day for me. And uh, so when I hear it now, it does. It still makes me laugh. I appreciate the fact that that has resonated with you guys. And I will make you this promise. I don't know when. I don't know. I don't know what month. I don't know what year. I don't know what band. But at some point, because of that being such a big part of the history of from which I hail, I promise you. And this is without talking to management. I promise you. Before this show is done at Rock 106.9, we will bring a big band here. I will not shut my mouth about this until it gets done. Now I'm not going to go fight with them today, tomorrow, whatever. But I'm going to keep on management because they hired me, and the first thing they asked me when they interviewed me here, you can go back and ask. You don't have to, as a matter of fact, because I audio taped that entire first meeting. Here's what the first thing I was asked when I got down here: How long until we have our Metallica moment? Okay, well, you're going to have to help a little. So I promise you this, Canton, you will get a band out of this program someplace, sometime. Who knows when? Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. But as Fantone is wavering feverishly, no hey, idiot. Don't forget, don't forget. No idiot. You still have to pass out these charge tickets. So call her 10, 1 800 243 7625. We'll send you the charge game next Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the Canton Civic Center. Now, aside from that, we are done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. or Rock 1069. You guys have a safe afternoon. See you.